Walker. Welcome back to the uh, you know to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a busy Tuesday. Uh, Jason Walker with you here. Eric Franson will be along shortly. He's up at uh, the end of the Utah State men's basketball uh, practice. He's getting some interviews that we'll be playing later in the week. Um, just just grabbing a couple of players, have a quick chat with them. You know, three, four-minute interviews. Just get their feel on... Now, the season's starting uh, a week from yesterday, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's, it'll be the Monday the 7th is when Utah State basketball begins officially for both the men and women. The women will kick off their season or tip off their season. I'm suddenly blanking on who they're playing. College of Idaho. They'll play the College of Idaho at 3 p.m., Utah State will tip off, the men's team will tip off their season against Utah Valley at 7 p.m. So we'll get some of their thoughts, how things are going. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, The team, I was able to go to the open practice they had for the team uh, Saturday morning. Gave some of my thoughts, some updates. If you want to hear that, I believe this show has been posted. So we talked about that in the second hour. Uh, just some of my observations and then, you know, trying to mix that all in with uh, what we've seen so far, trying to piece together as much as we can about this team before they actually start playing because what else are we doing here on sports radio? Uh, obviously, big news this morning. You know, we've already had big news talking about, you know, the end of last week where there was a lawsuit filed against Utah State, so a bunch of off-the-field stuff, and then this morning... If you haven't heard, Utah State's athletic director and vice president, John Hartwell, is leaving Utah State. This was uh, announced by the media this morning, although the news was kind of rumbling around online last night. Um, so, and I believe the decision was made last night based off of uh, the reports this morning. Uh, ESPN and I think Action Network were both kind of in on the breaking news. They reported that Hartwell resigned last night. And so this morning, uh, if you want to read the story, we've had a continuously updating story on Cash Valley Daily. Just go there. It's right on the front page. As we've been updating it as the initial report came out around 9 o'clock um, there was a statement released by Utah State around 1 o'clock, and then we had a statement from John Hartwell uh, regarding him leaving Utah State. So it's a whole interesting story, and if you have any comments, feel free to text in uh, 
You can text in your thoughts. We do have one coming right away, 5338. says, USU Athletic Director John, John Hartthrob's resignation is a huge loss for the Aggies, but somehow I doubt his candor is his reason for leaving. Um, the reasons that are being stated by Hartwell are family reasons. He's moving back to the South. I believe he's moving to Arkansas where I believe he said his his wife's parents live. Um, and so that's why he's just wanting to move down there. So far as we know, he's not taking a job as an athletic director, not immediately. Um, yeah, so his, his wife's uh, aging parents, you know, it says they need to be our number one priority. Um, so the, the statements from Utah State and John Hartwell, I posted them on my Twitter, at Sports. so you can go look at those and read those in full. So Hartwell, mainly his statement was about, I've loved it here at Utah State. He talks about some of the things that Utah State was able to accomplish while he was here, you know, all the different um, the Mountain West Championships, you know, across several different sports and, you know, different postseason conference titles and whatnot. Um, you know, football, men's basketball teams finishing in the top 25 or in also, you know, men's cross-country, women's cross-country gymnastics. Those are other teams that have finished a season inside the top 25. He mentioned all of those. So... Obviously, he's, he's, he's proud of those. You know, he spent seven and a half years here. He was hired on in the summer of 2015. He's now leaving here in November of 2022. So he's had a pretty decent run. You know, he hired guys like Craig Smith. I believe he hired Amy Smith, the gymnastics coach. And he also hired Manny Martins, who's helped turn the soccer program around a little bit. He hired... Um, Rob Nielsen, who's helped turn the volleyball program around. He hired Blake Anderson, um, who's so far kind of turned the Utah State football program around. We'll see uh, how much this season maybe cancels out the goodwill from last year. I mean, he did hire Gary Anderson for the second time around, which didn't work so well. But generally speaking, uh, his hires as far as head coaching, if you look at just that aspect of his job, John Hartwell did a really good job. He very rarely missed when it came to head coaches. One interesting thing that I was involved in a little bit in my early career as a reporter was some of the departures from Utah State that seemed fishy. Um, The former track head coach, Greg Gensel, he was the coach of like everything track, cross country, men's, women's, just so officially he had like four different head coaching positions, maybe five somehow. Um, he ended up leaving, never really got an explanation for that, and I got given the runaround when I was trying to do records requests to figure out what the heck happened. Even spoke to some anonymous sources that they, uh, they didn't have very nice things to say about how it went down. Um, and I'm suddenly, there was a tennis head coach, the men's tennis head coach who built that program into one of the best, you know, programs, you know, they they were finishing really high. They were winning Mountain West titles, really one of the best programs that they had 
at Utah State. It was James Wilson. Just up and suddenly retired. Or it's not retired. He went somewhere else. Um, I think he went to like South Florida or something to be an assistant. I haven't caught up on where James Wilson is at the moment, but he he just left. And, and it was really in- interesting to see that. Um, and, and he didn't really want to talk about why he left. You know, I reached out to him. Actually, he reached out to me after I wrote a story on him leaving and uh, basically thanked me. I think he had one minor correction for me in the article because I had mixed up some of the Mountain West titles and, and whatnot. So it's kind of interesting where John Hartwell was really good at hiring coaches. He also had a few just people randomly leave in, in the non-revenue sports. You know, great coaches. And in terms of Gensel's case, he was an all-time coach, one of the greatest coaches at uh, Utah State in its history, which is saying a lot considering some of the guys that have rolled through Utah State in many of the sports. So, and there's other ways you can question um, Hartwell's legacy, some of the scandals that broke under his tenure. There's questions about, you know, how good, I know a lot, there's at least a couple people I've said that keep harping on his ability to fundraise. So, there's certainly questions that you can ask about John Hartwell's tenure, but generally speaking, he did his job about as well as you're going to hope most people are. He hired good coaches. The programs across the board have either had success or are on their way to having more success. You know, under the coaches that John Hartwell has hired. So the athletic department is in a decent place. At least in terms of the success of its programs. Now obviously there is a lot more to the athletic director's job than just hiring head coaches and trying to oversee all the programs so they do well on the field. There's off the field stuff, there's the financials, there's building facilities with taxpayer money, you know, got got to build all those things, got to get the the taxpayers and the students to shell out the money for uh, you know, new facilities. Of course, you also have to get donors cuz they end up footing most of the bill. You know, Utah State's trying to build a big old new facility. And a lot of that is Hartwell's job, trying to find funds for new facilities. That, you know, and that's one of the things that attracts recruits and, and different things like that. A um, couple of texts coming in, 8968. It says, please remember he hired uh, he said, uh, Gary Anderson uh, back after a lot of pressure. And, and that is a good point. That's something that probably should be mentioned in his head coaching hire is one of his biggest busts in Gary Anderson is the one where there was the rumor that he was pressured into that by, I don't know if it was boosters or just everyone felt like he had, they were forcing Hartwell to go after Gary Anderson, which in hindsight was a bad idea. We, you know, I know I kind of talked myself into it, thinking, okay, maybe he can come back and do all right, ignoring all the evidence to the contrary that second-tenure uh, second head coaches pretty much never work. And it didn't. It didn't work in the slightest. And then Blake goes out, or Blake, John goes out and hires Blake Anderson, and he's fall, he followed a, a pretty consistent format, Hartwell did, where he goes out, 
finds you know a G five coach, sometimes an assistant coach. Kayla Ard was an assistant coach, and so with some of these other sports, he finds someone who has a pedigree of success. Rob Nielsen, I don't think he was a head coach of volleyball at any point, but he was an assistant and worked on many successful teams. BYU and even, I believe, a national team, U.S. national team. And so he had a record of success. Comes in and has had a lot of success here at Utah State. Uh, Craig Smith had a lot of success at South Dakota. And he comes in, has success at Utah State. It's a formula that I've believed in. The Hartwells really followed that. Obviously, he didn't get that, he didn't get that formula for me. He was, obviously, he was obviously smart enough to come up with that thing on his own and is obviously better at hiring head coaches than I would be. And uh, I think Amy Smith is, again, I can't remember 100% sure if he actually hired her, but I'm pretty sure he did. And then he also hired uh, Kristen White, I think, the, uh, the new head coach, followed a similar format to when Amy Smith was hired and with a lot of these other coaches. He's gone out and he's found... People have success. He's had a pretty consistent formula with hiring head coaches, and it's worked. Uh, another text coming in, 6543. says, with John Hart- or with Hartwell gone, can we get the radio station fixed? That would be wonderful. Yes, that, that would certainly be wonderful. I know uh, when, when Eric, uh, Eric was uh, tweeting about this, you know, I tweeted out the, just the news in the, in the story I wrote, and and, and Eric, he was, obviously he noted some of Hartwell's accomplishments. He also had a tweet saying, you look, it hasn't been perfect for Hartwell. Something that should be brought up. He hasn't had a perfect record um, in terms of his tenure. And one of the things he cited, and just had a smile when I saw it, is, you know, he, he got rid of, you know, local radio. In terms of, you know, KVNU, Al Lewis, voice of the Aggies. And... Hartwell was certainly a big part of pushing local radio out and sending it to Salt Lake, to stations that, quite frankly, don't care about Utah State. You know, the supposed flagship station of the Utah State Aggies probably never actually talks about the Aggies, except for the one weekly segment that they'll have they'll bring on the head coaches of football or basketball. But we're not salty about it, are we? No. <laughs> that, that, that is certainly part of it, where I mean that the, the flagship station doesn't even have a radio frequency that gets to Logan. So it is interesting. And as far as who's going to be the new athletic director, we don't know at this point. I know uh, Jerry Bovey. He's been the name cited, um, but obviously there are, there's going to be others. The uh, statement from Utah State, and the interesting thing about, and I, I tweeted this out, the interesting thing I thought about this statement that Utah State put out, it at no point confirms that John Hartwell is actually leaving. We know he is, but it didn't confirm that John Hartwell is leaving. They began by saying, in response to media reports that John Hartwell has stepped down as athletic director for Utah State University, USU provides the following statement. Now, granted, they infer heavily 
that Hartwell is gone. In that very statement where it says, President Cockett will announce an interim athletic director soon. A national search will begin imminently. So, I thought that was interesting as far as Utah State's statement. Interestingly enough, the statements from Hartwell and Utah State don't really specify the nature of Hartwell's departure. The initial reports say that Hartwell is resigning. Utah State didn't say he resigned. And they actually began their statement with with a quote that I found interesting because it doesn't feel like it's related to John Hartwell unless there's something behind the scenes that's going to come out soon that Utah State is trying to get on top of. So here's the quote. As we have made great progress at USU, building a positive and supportive culture throughout the university, including within USU athletics, and we will stay focused on that goal, Cockett said. This change in leadership will continue the momentum we have already built. I, I just thought that was interesting. Because at a time where they're again, Utah State is again in the headlines for the wrong reasons. You know, the, the allegations of mistreating a former football player who was trying to blow the whistle on what he thought was a toxic environment that is more likely to hide, you know, allegations of sexual misconduct than actually, you know, take care of them. And, again, I don't, I don't know why they had to include a quote like that in their statement about Hartwell leaving, but it was interesting that they did. I don't know if I want to read too much into it, but again, it's there. And we'll see how, you know, if the next athletic director, if they try and make it a priority, I don't know. Changes in leadership like this can certainly help, you know, a a university like Utah State try and address their bad reputation in this category, in this, uh, in this department where they have a reputation for not taking care properly of certain allegations. So it's, it's a time of transition for Utah State. So we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll, we'll see if Eric Franson has rejoined us. He should be on his way back soon again. He's, he will be joining us as soon as he gets back from interviewing um, Utah State basketball players. He told me he was starting the interviews about 20 minutes ago. He texted me, said he was he was interviewing the players. So it's just about him getting those done and driving back here to the Radio Ranch, you know, a couple miles away from uh, – I actually just barely got a text from him saying he's now on his way. So I guess probably toward the end of the first hour we'll have Eric Franson join us. But when we come back – Talk a little bit about Utah State or Utah Jazz basketball. They played yesterday, defeated the Memphis Grizzlies. The Jazz are now six and two. So we'll talk about it coming up next on 1069 The Fan. 
Saturday afternoon, it's a 1.30 kickoff for the Aggies versus New Mexico Lobos. This will be a military appreciation game. Get yourself prepared with Aggie camel gear from Locker 42. Aggie logo t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, blankets, and more. Locker 42 is also happy to announce new Nike sideline gear is now starting to arrive. Get your camo Aggie gear for Saturday's military appreciation game, Locker 42, and you can shop either location, the North Store at 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars, or the flagship store at 36 South Main. Locker 42. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, just got back from a Las Vegas buying show. They were able to see and buy the newest eyeglass frames, styles, and trends for 2023. Stop in today and check out what's new in the eyeglass frame world. Remember to take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. This Saturday is our 52nd annual fall sale, our biggest sale of the year. Get Black Friday pricing Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Plus, when you buy more, you save more. Up to a $500 instant rebate on select purchases. Wait, there's more. Triple dip in savings with an additional Daryl's exclusive mail-in rebate. Save up to $800 more on select purchases. Save 30 to 50% on scratch and dent appliances. Financing available. Plus, you get our service backing every sale. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday from 10 to 1. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The NFC South leading Atlanta Falcons host the Los Angeles Chargers in a Week 9 cross-conference matchup. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as Marcus Mariota and the surging Falcons look to outduel Justin Herbert and the rested Chargers. It's the Falcons and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back, Full Court Press. On a Tuesday afternoon, Jason Walker with you here. Eric Franson is on his way as of five minutes ago. 
texted me. He's He'll be uh, on his way back from interviewing some men's basketball players for Utah State. We'll have that sound for you later this week. Uh, just hear from them as they uh, get ready to start their uh, season uh, a week from yesterday. They'll start on the 7th, as will the Utah State women's team. Uh, little NBA news. Said before the break that we'd mention, uh, we talked about the Utah Jazz, their uh, win. Yesterday over the Memphis Grizzlies, their second straight win over the Grizzlies as they played the Grizzlies on Saturday and then played them again yesterday on Monday. Uh, but before that, wanted to mention some NBA news. Uh, Steve Nash, head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Well, he's now the former head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. He's been fired just seven games into this season. It's how bad things are. Now, granted, he wasn't exactly on, uh, he wasn't exactly sitting on a cool chair at the end of last year where the Nets have just drastically underperformed. A lot of it health-related, where when they had James Harden, Kevin, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, Seemed like none of them could stay healthy at the same time. Then we have Kyrie Irving just going absolutely off the deep end. And uh, then Kevin Durant's being Kevin Durant. But so far, the uh, Brooklyn Nets are 2-5 and five to start the season. Uh, now we welcome in to the show special guest Eric Franson. Good to see you. <laughs> special guest. Yeah. <laughs> Not just guest, but special. You're guest. a special guest because you are a co-host. That's what makes you special. <laughs> yeah. So glad to have you here. Uh, thanks for uh, starting without me. Sorry, I was a little tardy. Just a little bit. A little yeah. more tardy than yesterday. <laughs> now, you know, um, when you're there to, to talk to the athletes, it's uh, you're on their time, and I get that. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's only fair. Yeah. So it's fine. It was good. Got a chance to talk to Max Schulga and Dan Akin. Is it Akin? It is Akin. <laughs> See, I, th- I thought I'd heard where, I thought I'd heard Odom say Akin. Yes, so, so you is- did hear Odom say Akin, but it is Akin. Does Odom just have a Maryland accent now? Or something? <laughs> well, see, Dan Akin is from England, and mm-hmm. so sometimes A's sound like Oz, and so uh, I don't know. Coach is just, maybe he's thrown out his own little version of a little British accent <laughs> there. But it is Akin. I got the confirmation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had a good conversation with, with both uh, Max Shulga and Dan Akin. We'll hear from them uh, later on this week. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. So I was just getting into uh, the Utah Jazz. We did talk about John Hartwell. We will talk about that a little more because obviously I want to get Eric's thoughts. But we'll, we'll push that a little bit because I do want to talk the Jazz. I was just breaking the news, of, uh, not breaking news, but talking about the news that Steve Nash has been fired, and uh, the news that's come in a little bit later after that. The you know so the Nets are two and five, starting the year badly, considering they have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. You'd think like two or three years ago, that lineup gets you to the finals. Yeah, at least that's that would be the perception. It should be a good lineup. Now they're like 10th or 11th in the NBA standings in the East. 12, I think, if I'm doing the math right here. If I can count, that's the math I'm doing. Yeah, they're 12th. Um, so the news that came out just a few hours ago, after the, the news of 
Nash being fired is that, you know, initially some of the names that were being thrown out among them was Ime Udoka, the suspended head coach of the Boston Celtics. Well, Adrian Wojnarowski is basically saying it's almost a done deal. Like the wording he's using is it seems like it's almost a done deal. Like they're expecting to have it announced by tomorrow that Udoka will become the coach of the Nets. Right, because reportedly Boston has given the Nets the, their blessing that they can talk to him. So I mean, it just <laughs> that whole that whole thing is so weird to me. And uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point down the line, Boston's like, sure, talk to him. But you should, you know, you should probably know there's going to be some consequences still from uh, what he did, and you may not have a full full head coach there. But go ahead. Oh, you can try. Well, the thing is, the, the possible reunification of Udoka and the Celtics just feels like it would be super awkward. It's like Udoka walking into the office after a year. Hi, guys. I'm back. <laughs> you guys remember me? Can I have my old cubicle back, please? Yeah. I need my red stapler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's like, so it feels like he probably should go somewhere else. But I tell you what, one of the worst jobs in the entire NBA has to be head coach of the Nets. Because you have three of the biggest headaches in the NBA all in one locker room. Mm, Yes. Like, Kyrie Irving is just a nutcase. Kevin Durant, he can be just fine. Heck, I don't think his play has been negatively affected by any of the stuff the last few years. He's still been one of the greatest players. He's in that stage where he's one of the greatest players, but is slowly leaving his prime. He can still do it, but maybe not quite the level he could. He's been fine. Something happened to Ben Simmons where something just broke inside of him, and he just doesn't know how to play basketball anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, he can defend, but he can't He can't shoot. Well, he can't defend without fouling anymore, apparently. Well, so that's, that's fair, too. But, yeah, really um, weird situation, and... I guess why I think that Ime Udoka may be an interesting uh, head coach there is that while he only had the one year as a head coach with in Boston, there are some star players on that roster. But I think there's a mistake for some people saying, well, look, Udoka, he knows how to coach stars and get a lot out of them. And he look, he took his team to the finals. But there's a vast difference between personalities on that Boston roster compared to that Brooklyn roster. Yeah, because you're dealing with guys who can maybe be a bit of a headache where, okay, Marcus Smart can be a little, you know, crazy, but you know, he's able to rein that in. Jason Tatum is, you know, sure, he's kind of full of himself, but in the same way that literally every star is, so he's not anything different there. Um, but they had Al Horford, who is great locker room presence and, you know, an on-court leader. He, so he had help with that. Yeah, Jalen Brown's a star. Yeah. But he's he's a pretty solid personality. Yeah, he's, he's been very professional about everything. So it's like you're going from a place where you had a lot of, you know, none of the guys are like locker room cancers the way that Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons are almost trying to be. Yes. And so he's going from a great structure in Boston to just hell on wheels in Brooklyn. And I don't know if you can survive that. 
Like, because structure is something that literally helps just any person, any position, any role in sports anywhere. Like, you put a guy in structure, and, you know, if he puts his, you know, puts his head down, goes to work, he's going to succeed. Just list off any great athlete, and they got put into a good structure, and they were able to succeed. Mm-hmm. At least those who went on to win championships. Tom Brady is probably the poster child of that. Got put into an amazing structure, made the most of it. And, you know, in, in Utah, you can look at guys like Gordon Hayward, Donovan Mitchell, a bunch of these guys got put into good structure, and they're doing well. Or they did well. And it's that way for head coaches, too. If you get thrown into a rebuild, I mean, Will Hardy is trying to defy what I'm about to say right now, but you get thrown into a rebuild, you get thrown to the, the Kings or, you know, the Timberwolves, for the most part, you know, the way they've been, the Orlando Magic in a lot of cases, where you just get thrown into chaos and badly run franchises, and you're going to get run out the building. And it feels like that's just what's going to happen in Brooklyn. He's going to go in there, he's going to have this reputation as a savior, because, oh, this is, you know, the, you know, it's almost a smaller version of the treatment Brad Stevens got, where he's, you know, the basketball god walking among us. Then they're going to realize... Oh yeah, he's a human. He can't turn around a franchise by himself. Yeah, well, it'll be what'll be really interesting is to watch Kyrie Irving uh, through this transition. Because here's a guy when they announced that Steve Nash would be the next head coach, he openly grumbled about it. He whined and complained that you know, here's Steve Nash, uh, a, a white guy who had advantages and opportunities and uh, kind of fast-tracked an opportunity to be a head coach. And, and he was he was pretty open and blatant about it and questioned, why do we even need a head coach? We can run out, go out there and run our own plays. You know, he just kind of managed things, but you know, we don't really need a head coach. So he, from day one, defied Steve Nash as his head coach. Um, will he do the same with Ime Udoka? Uh, I don't know. I mean, here's a guy who, to Udoka's credit, uh, has been an assistant uh, at a couple different places, has head coaching experience in the NBA, which Steve Nash did not. Um, so will he give him more of a chance, or is he still going to be you know, crazy Kyrie? Well, he does, he's not going to have the same excuses as he did with Nash because Udoka's earned his way to the top. He's not just some white dude. So it's like... You know, I wouldn't put it past Kyrie to invent any excuse because at this point you just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it will be interesting to watch Kyrie because if if he you know, you know if he starts you know going straight so to speak, then the Nets can certainly turn this around because he's a huge part of that. And if you get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on board and in, in you know focusing on playing basketball and being the best team they can be. That Nets team can be good. The championship caliber, you know, that's more on, you know, how good the depth is and whatnot. But at least they can be a good team and not 12th in the East. But if you're the Jazz, keep rooting for a Nets implosion because the Jazz get the, it's it's the lesser pick of the Rockets, Nets, and 76ers. Two of those teams are toward the bottom. The Rockets are last in the West. The Nets are 12th out of 15. And I think the 76ers are uh, 
Currently, they're sixth. Yeah, they're sixth in the East. So right now, you're looking at something in the low twenties, I think, as a pick for this next year. So that's that's not bad. So we just need the 76ers to completely implode, too. Yeah, that's right. Then you have a lottery pick while the Jazz somehow make the playoffs. Because that's where they're going, apparently. And perfect segue into yesterday's game. The Jazz win. So Portland in the West. Portland is 5-1. and one, Phoenix is 5-1. and one, Utah is 6-2. and two. So when you look at math, I mean, they're all three technically tied for first place in the West. Based on games played and things like that. So, certainly Utah defying a lot of the preseason expectations of them. And give credit to San Antonio. They're right behind Utah. Uh, That's a team that, kind of similar to the Jazz, lacking uh, premier stars. And yet they're finding ways to win. Um, And this is a Jazz team that... Look, I, I thought the first few games... This is fun. I don't know if it will last. Now, we're almost a solid two weeks into the regular season, and it's still working. Eventually, teams are going to start figuring out how to defend Utah a little bit differently than what they have. I think teams have overlooked Utah. But that being said, the way that they're winning is not by fluke. I think the biggest example of where this team is at happened in that game on, uh, what was that, Saturday night? Yeah, the first Grizzlies game. Yeah, against Memphis, the first of the two, where they had a lead late, lost it, were down by like multiple possessions with two minutes to go, regained that lead, almost lost it again, but held on to win. And yes, Memphis was without John Morant in that game, but they did have him on Monday, and the Jazz beat him by almost 20. So, But in that game, in the first of the two games, this Utah team showed it's it's a resilient bunch. Uh, it, it also illustrates Utah got a great head coach. Will Hardy is not only getting a lot out of his guys, but he's running some really solid actions out of timeout plays defensive schemes that are going up and and working against what compared to teams that their success last year, high level basketball teams that were all playoff teams a year ago. Outside of that one game in Houston, uh, this team is, has played very good basketball against very good opponents. Yeah. And you look at the jazz, I believe I saw one person say that the jazz are like eighth defensively and 15th offensively. Which, you know, for a team that is now, like, tied for first in the West, uh, they have the most wins of anyone in the West. That's, you know, that, that record's a little overblown based off where their rankings are because they're, you know, above average, but not, like, top tier. But the thing is, you know, those rankings back up the fact this is at least a decent team. Sure, they're going to fall off a little bit, supposedly. That's what we all keep saying. We're, like, waiting for them to, like, go over the waterfall at the end of this river that they're on. <laughs> but, you know, if those rankings hold, that's a team that comfortably makes the playoffs. You know, when you're top 10 defensively and, you know, right on average or maybe pushing above average on offense, you know, that's a team that can win most of its games. Well, it's a team that's, and we've said this before, it's a team that's built with versatility. It's a roster that we've been asking for for many years. 
Look, they didn't have Walker Kessler or Rudy Gay. So they were lacking in in size. And they didn't have uh, much depth at, at the at, at, in the bigs, right? But they still found a way to make it work. And, uh, and other guys stepped up and did their part. In the first game, no Mike Connolly. But Colin Sexton plays really well. So... You know, this is a team that's got some depth and versatility, and uh, it's really fun. Yeah, and in the fact that guys are playing defense, that's the key because this this team came in with a lot of offensive talent, uh, a lot of guys who can put the ball in the bucket. Town Horton Tucker came in. You know, he's guy. His his archetype is you know a bucket getter. Malik Beasley, he's you know formed right out of that Jordan Clarkson role, bucket getter, spark plug off the bench, and obviously you still have Jordan Clarkson. The bucket getter. Then you have Mike Conley, who's been a really great distributor and solid offensive player. Uh, Lowry Markkinen, his thing was offense. He's playing out of his mind right now. And then Kelly Olynyk, he's a guy who's been able to put up lots of, or you know, put up points and be a great stretch five. Um, so it's like you got guys all across the board who are good on offense, but the fact they're playing defense is really the biggest difference. And it's the thing that surprised me the most. I expected this team to be like bottom three in terms of their defensive capabilities. And they're almost on the opposite end of the spectrum from where I expected them to be. Yeah, when we looked at this roster as it was being put together, we had these discussions that, okay, here's here's a couple of guys here who can score, but we, we're not sure about you know the, defensively. If this team's going to win any games, it's just sheer outscoring their opponents. But that's definitely not been the case. The other thing that was nice is that on uh, Monday night, we saw Udoku Azabuke see the floor for the first time this season. Uh, we saw extended minutes from Oche Agbaji, who needs to continue to develop as an NBA player, but yeah, he, he got extended minutes. And so this coaching staff, they're, they're finding ways to get guys opportunities. Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a big impact the other day, but... You know, only played a few minutes in garbage time last night. But um, this team has an interesting combination of, of depth and versatility. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, you want to talk some NFL trade deadline? Well, we did get a text that we'll get into. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, that's um, true, yeah. We did get a text on uh, going back to the Nets situation. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll lead with that coming into the next segment. We'll see where we go as far as... Uh, other topics on a very busy Tuesday. So we'll have that coming up next on 106.9 The Fan. Evan McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president. I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can have. Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. 202-971-1316. 
This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvoline Instant Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main and Logan, across from Angie's. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.C. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Com. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank. Member FDIC. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back, Full Court Press. On a Tuesday afternoon, rolling into the evening, Jason Walker, Eric Franson. Had a text come in from uh, 4781. We were talking about Kyrie Irving and the Nets earlier. He says, y'all thinking Kyrie is the problem? Look at it from the other's perspective. In Cleveland, he was with such a polarizing figure, polarizing player in LeBron and Nets with Durant. Those guys control the narrative around them and their teams. Look at the Lakers currently. I think Kyrie has some problems, but to just assume that it's all, it is all him is a little naive. Okay, so we didn't say it was all him. Uh, I, included, said, I included Kevin Durant as part yeah, of the problem. <laughs> we clearly said Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons are three of the most I called them the three biggest polarizing in the NBA. Yeah, players in the NBA. And, uh, so it's not all Kyrie. I agree with you on that. It's not all Kyrie, but Kyrie definitely does have <laughs> he does have some issues. Um, very but clearly, we, has we some clearly issues. stated it's also Kevin Durant and it's also um, Ben Simmons. So uh, four seven eight one. I must have gotten my car after you said that. My bad. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's all good. We know yeah, you don't always. Just, we don't. We know people don't always hear every word of what we say. So. No, but that that's boy. You gotta you gotta know what you're signing up for if you're gonna go be the Brooklyn Nets head coach. Yeah, I know. That's like I said. It's it's 
it is probably the worst job in sports right now. Like, can you can you name a job in sports that is worse at this point? Um, I saw one person comparing it to the Auburn head coaching. <laughs> but when they say, which, if you would rather have one or the other, like, you know, money the same and everything, like you had to stay on for three years, would you take, you know, maybe you should have waited to say this till our would you rather <laughs> Wednesday. For tomorrow. But, you know, would you rather have Auburn or Nets? And it, it was a poll, and I was like, all right, Auburn. Done. I don't care. I would See, much I, rather go to Auburn than go have to deal with Kevin Durant and, and uh, you know Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Yes, but I'd also think that places like Los Angeles for the Lakers, Dallas for the Cowboys, just the expectations are so up there so crazy for what they expect you to do with those franchises and especially where they've been poorly managed they've got some stars that um, probably more so with the Lakers than than the the Cowboys but they've got stars that really it's hard for people to relate to Uh, and the expectations are higher there because they've had a history of winning championships Brooklyn has no history of winning championships Okay, but you still have to deal with three of the biggest headaches. <laughs> that that is true. And Auburn probably has more expectations. They're delusional expectations, but they exist. It's like being the head coach at Texas A and M or BYU, where they have these delusional expectations, mm. but very little of the history to back that up. <laughs> Four seven eight one says the Detroit Lions head coaching job, knowing that you're going to suck and get fired after two years, despite all you can. Uh, all you can do, uh, all the, all you can do great would suck. That's the Lions for you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> potentially, that, that's certainly in there. The Browns head coaching job was that way for a while, too. But anyway, we got to take another quick break. When we come back, this will close out the first hour here on 106.9 The Fan. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think Young drive young. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the mattress warehouse sale of the year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Saranoni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Saranoni blankets, and more at blowout rock bottom prices. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from My Mattress, Maloof, and Saranoni. November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse sale. Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. 
Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away, and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. I think I can, I think I can. Do you feel like you're chugging up the inflation mountain? This is Zach with HSA Depot and we can help. Did you know that you can save as much as 30% by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your inflation mountain and your health care by providing eligible products. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. This is Teresa with Chem Drive Northern Utah. We are so excited to have won Best of Cash Valley again this year, and it's also our anniversary month, so we have lots to celebrate. We wanted to do a customer appreciation month. Mention this ad while booking your October appointment and get a free world famous spot cleaner on us. Thank you again, Cash Valley. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Final segment here, first hour of the Full Court Press. Got to sound like I'm not smacking my lips. I was just eating a donut. So. <laughs> Eric passed because he didn't. He didn't want to. Didn't want to be distracted. I know, can't do it. It'll. Uh, it won't be good for you, the listener, or for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a few texts coming in. Uh, eight nine six eight. So the subject that hasn't been talked about too much around here is what. What is wrong with BYU football? I will say I think we should have played Boise first of the year and BYU now. All I can say is, uh, is uh, I feel for their problem, but I just can't yeah. reach. Yeah, so, yeah, BYU football is collapsing, which I'm sure many up here are enjoying. Yeah. As, as they're just slowly melting down and, and turning on uh, Kalani Sataki there. So, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, wouldn't it be better to be playing Boise State earlier in the season and then uh, BYU now? I would imagine there'd be much different outcomes. Yeah, that'd be nice. And then, uh, kind of at the tail end of our discussion about you know the worst head coach, we uh, four seven eight one brought, brought up the Lions. And then we kind of brought up the Browns. Another comparison, and he says there's a reason why they are called the Browns. It's because <laughs> they're named of... after Paul Brown, right? <laughs> uh, the former owner. <laughs> yeah, the founder. Yeah, they uh, shares a couple of poop emojis too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was he was very clear about that. Uh, nine nine three one zero it says five o'clock hour time to get into the John Hartwell story and yes now we got into it at the beginning of the show so if you missed that then you know don't worry we will get into it uh, I was giving my thoughts but now that Eric's here because he missed the first part of the show because he's trying to do some some interviews and trying to you know squeeze the <laughs> squeeze time between you know when their their uh, lifting and practice ends the men's basketball team and when we start our show and it, he, he couldn't quite make it. He's not a time lord. Yeah, 
cuts it close. Yeah. So, so rest assured, yes, we will get into it next hour. Uh, love to get your reactions as well. Next steps, uh, his legacy. Um, you know, there's a, a lot to digest there and to get into. Yeah, it's complicated. It's not easy to where a guy who he's had a lot of success here, at least in terms of, you know, what the teams did. But he's not the most well-liked guy, seemingly, even though he did a good job there. So we'll get into that next hour here on 106.9 The Fan.